Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh. I want to welcome y'all to the live Q&A with yours truly. Hope y'all are doing exceptionally well. Hope y'all are doing well on this Friday. Uh, for those who's watching me later uh, or listening to me later, I want to say thank you all so much for watching and listening. If this is your very first time, you're like, who's this guy? My name is Josh Rezzi, also known as Coach Josh, and I'm here to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use. So after watching this video, like, man, I like the way this guy vibes. Man, make sure you go ahead and subscribe. I would love to be a coach here online. But for those who's been rocking me for a long time, I want to say thank you all so much for your continuous support. And I just want to say I love you all and appreciate y'all. And I look forward to serving you all tonight. But for those who join me live, you know what to do. You know what it is. Uh, go ahead and post your questions. Let me know what questions you have. I look forward to serving you. Let me know what city, state, all that good stuff. Let me know where you're watching from. And um, let's get right into it. So I'm going to give you all an opportunity to come in to the live feed. And I'll probably be on 15, 20 minutes answer some questions. Blessings to you, Brian. Thank you so much for joining me live. Kristen, uh, hey, coach from Australia. Oh, thank you so much for watching from Australia. God bless you. Ministry is a blessing. God definitely gets the glory, man. It's, it's an honor that he utilized these tools and resources um, to reach you all uh, wherever you all are. So thank you for watching from Australia. Thank you for watching. Everyone's watching from wherever you're watching. I want to say thank you. Thank you for watching from Chicago. Jesus, the Lord of glory. Thank you so much for watching from Chicago, fam. I really appreciate it. So come on in, everybody. Give you an opportunity. Get your fingers going, typing in your questions. And I look forward to serving you all. But I also want to let you know this summer, man, got some coaching spots available. If you want me as a one-on-one -on -one coach, make sure you check out my Patreon. Link in the description box below. Just go to Patreon. Type in Joshua Ezzy. I would love to serve you all this summer. Christy Ruth, thank you so much for watching from Virginia. God gets the glory. You're a blessing as well for joining me this live. Maybe I joined on too late. Nobody has any questions. I'm going to give y'all some time, some time to uh, type. Vanita from Phoenix, thank you for watching. Phoenix, Arizona in the building. We got Virginia, Phoenix, Chicago, Australia. Thank you so much for joining me. So I'm going to give y'all some little bit more time. I know it's later than normal, later than usual. Uh, but I felt oppressed to come and join you all. And so that's Tamara Poor. I believe she got her first question. Hey, coach, I want to serve my gift by writing a book. Do you have any suggestions? Well, that's a good thing to pursue. Um, I'm an author of seven books. Uh, I wrote my first book over 13 years ago, and I just released my latest book a year ago this summer. Uh, well, this early fall, I released it last year. And um, one of the suggestions I will say about your book is uh, write with the real author. You are just the vessel that the Holy Spirit wants to use to write a particular message, right, Tamara? So if you want to serve your gift through writing, this is what I do when I write a book. Number one, I, I, come, I allow the Holy Spirit to drop in my soul the main idea. I allow him to drop in my spirit the main idea. What is it that he wants to communicate to my audience? What does he want to um, say through me um, to help people um, grow in the things of God, etc. So that's the first thing, your main idea. Um, create space to write. Create space to create. What I do is I bring a notebook, a pen, a pad, or a clipboard into a space in my home where I fellowship with the Holy Spirit to see if there's any download needed, right? So number one, no, understand that you're not the author, he's the author, and let him, and let him author. Number two, create space for you to engage the author, to see what it is that he wants to deposit and to see if there's anything he wants to download in you to then upload onto the computer, right? And thirdly, um, take your time. Writing is not a race. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Take your time with writing because sometimes you, what you're thinking, you, what you're thinking in, in regards to having writer's block, it's not writer's block. It's the Holy Spirit blocking you 
hindering you at times. There is such things right as block, but sometimes it's Holy Spirit say, you need a little bit more life to live. You need a little bit more experience. I got experience coming three days from now that's going to add value to the book. So let it breathe. Don't rush the process. Um, be led through the process, right? Uh, but but writing a book is fun. So what? Uh, practically, get your main idea from the Holy Spirit. Make time with him. Engage him. That's other spiritual components, right? The, the practical components is, is when you get your main idea, list out as many contributing factors or points that supports that idea. So how I write, I do problem, cause, and solution. With the main idea, what is the problem that my audience is facing? What are the causes to those problems that my audience is facing? And what are the solutions practically that can really guide my reader to actually being uh, 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 successful in that area? So I think about the desired outcome that I have for my reader. And then I develop all of the points that will help that reader if they actually apply the principles, if they actually engage the material, if they actually uh, do the exercises, will actually have these outcomes. So I ask myself, uh, when I read this book, will I be different? Will I change? Will I actually be um, better because of reading? A lot of people write stories and those are inspiring, but I write books that really will take the reader to a desired end for a desired outcome. So serve your gift, um, but make sure you know that the gift has to be served to you, then through you, but let the Holy Spirit guide you, okay? So those are my quick suggestions on that. I hope that helped you. Angelina, what's going on? Thank you, Vanita, for signing up for my Patreon. We're going to have a Patreon call tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Tomorrow, 2 o'clock on my Patreon call. You guys, y'all may get two or three minutes of my time through live Q&A, but on my Patreon, you get about 20 or 25 minutes per question, depending on how many people are on there. So you really get a chance to ask me face-to-face -face questions that I can really help you engage and coach you. Laura Glow, good morning from the UK. It's almost 3 a.m. here. Thank you for watching at 3 a.m. I'm so glad that you was up or is uh, saw it valuable enough to join me this evening. So thank you so much for watching. Blessings from Toronto. Thank you for watching, Missouri from Toronto. Thank you so much. Good evening to you, New Joint. Uh, uh, T. Sally says, how did you personally market your book? Great question. Um, first off, um, you, have to, you have to become an expert. You have to become an expert from experience. The issue is people do things without any type of value to give. And some of the value that you gain uh, 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 from life is what you can apply in a book. So people can actually feel, people can actually see that this guy's an expert. So uh, I did videos way before I did books. And so I built up enough audience that really saw me as an expert with particular things. Um, and even if they didn't know I was an expert in the area, uh, I allowed my experience to flood through my um um, writings that that made the people believe that I can uh, um, trust this info and that he's transparent and that he is proven that he's going through tests proven that he's an expert in that field. So how I'm marketing my books is through my videos. Um, I don't really do a lot of marketing posts because I really do word of mouth. It's the best marketing tool. And so I utilize my videos. If I'm doing a video that's talking about singleness, I'll do it right now. If I'm talking about a book, uh, if I'm discussing a book on singleness, then I might post this graphic, right? Uh, the purpose signal is available on Amazon. Um, if if I'm if I'm talking about something that's more about discernment, then I'll post this graphic now available on Amazon. Counterfeit a counterpart: How to continuously discern the will of God in every area of your life. So, or if I'm talking about dating, I'll post a graphic. Or if I'm talking about uh, soul ties, I'll post a graphic. So what I'm saying is, is that I utilize my free form of value. I utilize my free value. The issue is many of us can learn a lot from 
um, the Chinese uh, restaurants in the mall. We can learn a lot from them. When you walk by their uh, by their um, area, they want to give you free samples. They know that once you taste after you've been walking through the mall all day, after you've been walking through the mall all day, and you taste that teriyaki chicken, you taste that sesame seed chicken, you're going to potentially, you're going to probably 95% chance going to buy a plate. So my goal is let me give you value for free. Let me give you value through my videos for free, through my uh, podcast. Let me give you value. And then in time, value will come to me. So marketing is not about making money. It's about making impact because if I make impact, I make money, right? So that's how I personally market my books is through my videos um, and not being pressed about fame, not being pressed about uh, uh, money. It's like the money comes when I give value. If I add value to your life, you'll add value to me. And once my book has added value to you, then you will pass it on to somebody else. And then I've I've secretly in in, in the background made money off a product uh, because um, I never want to. I always want to give more value than I make. Because the more value I give, the more I make, if that makes sense. So thank you for asking that question. I, I hope that helped you. Eve Madlock says, hey, coach, what do you do when a random feeling uh, feeling affair comes upon you out of nowhere after you start backtracking and get close to God? Let me let me see if I understand your question. Hey, coach, what do you do when a random feeling um, comes upon you? OK, random random feeling comes upon you out of nowhere after you start backtracking to get close to God. Well, um, you live in a war, Eve. You live in the midst of a spiritual war and the enemy's not going to fight fair. Um, the enemy sees angelic support before you feel angelic support before you even see the manifestation of divine and angelic support, right? So the enemy's ultimate objective is to try to get you flustered. They try to get you because they know the more you are concentrated or the more you concentrate, the more you can become consecrated, right? The more you concentrate on God and you grow into things of God, the more potent, the more powerful you become, the more effective you become, the more efficient you become, the better, the more, the, the better of a woman you become. And for the fellas out there, the better, uh, the better of a fella you become, right? Because you invested energy and time into the things of God and you just naturally become um, more like him. And when you become more like him, you will do exceedingly, uh, you will do uh, exploits for him, right? So the enemy always going to try to throw familiar feelings to try to get you off your focus, right? And so when you understand um, the strategies of the enemy, that's why the Bible says, do not be ignorant of Satan's devices. When you are aware of satanic devices, then when those devices have been planted, then you already have disciplines in place and you have an acknowledgement in place and you have and you are aware of the Holy Spirit is in place to help you navigate that place of feeling. Right. So when you begin to focus on God, expect. Expect warfare to occur because they don't want your fire to get ablaze. If I light a match and I go into a, 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 a forest that hasn't had rain and it's dry. One spark of fire can cause a whole forest to be ablaze. The same is with revival. One spark of a believer placed in a dry place and it hasn't lost its flame can spark a revival. And the enemy tries to blow that fire out as quickly as possible because he knows if that fire gets any flame, if that fire grows, it can spark a revival. That's why the Bible says if one person in the household is saved, the whole household has the potential of being saved because of the impact and the favor, the impact, the favor of God has on one's life and the peace, love and joy that the world is seeking, that they're spending money and time in their bodies for when they can get it free from the body that was shed for them, um, that was uh, uh, crucified, raised, and, and is now seated at the right hand of the Father that's now giving you what the world is trying to pay money for. So what do you do when those random feelings occur? Number one, 
to set you up for success going forward, practically, what you must do is become very familiar with the attributes of God and don't allow and don't uh, and take intel, take um, data from your experience. Now, say, OK, typically the enemy does this when I do this. OK, now for the future success, let me make sure I implement these disciplines so that when this type of warfare come, it doesn't have an opportunity. That's how you safeguard yourself from the uh, from satanic and demonic attacks, because you gather the data. You gather intel, you made the adjustments, and now you're, you're being led through your deep devotion in God and through discipline. And then you'll be getting to find out that these spiritual uh, attacks from the enemy are, are no longer have an effect. And now they have to come at you from a different angle, right? But that's part of war. We have to live as soldiers, not civilians. That's why the Bible says no soldier entangles themselves with civilian pursuits or affairs uh, 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 for their joy or hope is to please the one that enlisted them, right? So that's just what happens. You take data, you take intel, you safeguard yourself. You also make sure that you're not allowing any type of, of demonic items or uh, uh, entertainments to kind of get you in your feelings and know that feelings are not factual. What are the facts? So uh, facts over feelings, my friend. I hope they help. Tiffany Green says, what do you do when you feel unmotivated, less productive in your gift? Great question, Tiffany. You have to realize um, that, that there is an enemy against your gift, right? And so when you feel unmotivated, you have to be motivate yourself um, this way. This is how I do it. Anytime that I feel like I'm in a dry space, I remind myself of my children's children. I remind myself of the life my wife wants. I remind myself of the one that gave me the gift and the glory he deserves from that gift, right? So I have reminders that motivate me. Uh, find three motivators. Uh, my three motivators is, is the, the life my wife wants. A second motivator, and the third was the most important, but the second motivator is uh, my children's children leaving inheritance for them. And what also motivates me is the glory of God. Ultimately, the glory of God motivates me even more. When I begin to look at the goodness of God and how good he's been to me, I want God to be known. I want God to not only be known, I want God to be glorified and I want people to understand who he really is and engage. And now I'm already stirring myself up. I'm motivated now. Right. So when you don't feel motivated, when you don't feel motivated, don't don't look at the process of the gift. Because God is guiding you. What's liberated me is I'm not so consumed about if I would get a million subscribers, if I will impact a million people. I'm not worried about that. I'm just worried about making sure that I'm fault, that I'm growing in love with God every day. Because the more I get to know God, the more I get to know myself. The more I get to know myself, the more I get to know my wife. The more I get to know my wife, the more I get to know my family, et cetera, et cetera. And it branches out to you all. All right. So don't look at, well, I don't have these subscribers. I don't have these followers. My gift is not drawing people. The Bible says, if I be lifted up, I draw men. When you when you are serving and performing uh, uh, and you are endeavoring um, to serve an audience of one, you will look behind you and find an audience. If all you're doing is I'm just enjoying God, <laughs> I'm just doing what God wants me to do. I'm loving God. I'm just serving him. That's all you do. And you serving God with your gift and you're just obedient with your gift. One day you're going to look up and you're going to be surrounded by thousands of people. That's what happened to me. Almost 10 to 20,000 people watch my video a week. See what I'm saying? They make they. I have fifteen hundred videos, so they come through different videos, right? But I, but but that all I do is is obey God. Holy Spirit said, "Josh, do a video. I'll do it." 
I serve God with my gift. I master my craft. I just get better at it. I just keep working at it. I just keep being obedient with it. And the next thing I know, I looked up and I'm answering y'all's questions from Australia and from Toronto and from Chicago. And that's just what it is. So when you're unmotivated, uh, find three motivators that motivate you instantly. Move immediately and make sure the master gets the glory. You'll be fine, my friend. Great questions, y'all. And thank you all for joining me this evening. Uh, New Joint E says, uh, how can you tell when someone is interested versus someone that may that may be crazy? Well, um, what you mean by crazy? Well, well um, the thing is contentment gives you the opportunity to see what you need to see. I just did a video on contentment. So make sure you go to my um, um, go to my uh, latest upload videos and look up contentment. Um, but that video talks about it. Like when you're content, it gives you an opportunity to really see what was sent, to see behind what was sent. That's what's beautiful about being content. Content says, you know what? Uh, um, I'm going to take how much time I need to see what is behind the thing that's sent. And sometimes um, crazy don't show up until years after you marry. Sometimes crazy don't show up until uh, uh, months after you don't got um, soul tied to the individual. So so most time people don't really approach initially with their crazy, even though the Holy Spirit can even pick up the subtlety of a red flag. It may not be this big immediately, but he knows where there's the little, little flags that you, that you could have noticed because anybody who's been around anyone crazy or been around someone that just wasn't for them. When you hindsight being 2020, you look back, you say, Oh, yeah, I did see that red flag there, right? But red flags are overlooked when idolatry and infatuations in charge in a person's life. We overlook those immediate red flags because we just want what we want so bad and we'll make excuses for it and we'll we'll do whatever it takes because we want that thing back. But when you're content. And you're pitch your tent in the presence of God and you trust the will of God, the timing of God, then you will be able to discern who's crazy or not. And this book right here is a great resource for you. Make sure you check it out if you don't already have it. It's called Counterfeit or Counterpart, How to Continue to Discern the Will of God for Your Life. This book right here will help you take the time you need to discern what's in front of you, right? So so interested versus crazy, um, it doesn't matter who's interested. You investigate. Investigate all interests because everything in your life may not have been sent from the devil or the divine, but everything can be used. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not sitting there saying that everybody who's interested in you is specifically or is always sent by the devil or by God. But what I can say is if 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 if, if your heart is not right, and your heart is covetous, infatuated, or whatever, the enemy will use anybody that went into your life. But a lot of people in life were sent, and you have to investigate uh, uh, who, who the sender was, right? So how do you tell someone is, is interested? I mean, y'all got common interests, um, but you got to also look, man, most people are interested based upon what they see first. And so you get you can't rush because someone's interested in the way you're shaped, interested in the way you look, interested in the way you talk, because everyone's interested first with their eye, right? People are interested first with their eyes. And then after they got used to you, they drop you on the side because they realize all of you, you, you require more than, than I was interested in the beginning. So what you got to do, you got to love yourself. You got to allow the perfect love of God to remove all fear and, and, and self-hate in you so that you can say, you know, I, I don't, I, I look forward to having a husband. I look forward to having a wife, but I don't need one desperately. I don't need one. 
So contentment, well, con being content will always help you have the time and patience you need to see why was a person sent, etc., so that you can avoid the crazy. That's the basic advice I can give you, right? But you know someone's crazy. I mean, you you gotta deepen your discernment, and in the discernment, the, uh, the Holy Spirit will then let you know no, and don't worry about why He said no. Just trust His no. Mark says, what do you think about language translation of the Bible and the errors that have been created with its miscommunication? Great question. Um, personally, um, we know the, the word of God is infallible. It's been inspired by the word of God. There's some translations I stay away from, <clears throat> like the NIV I stay away from. Um, just do your research. What I tell people is do their research and allow the Holy Spirit to lead them. He knows what book is often by his. He knows what book is his, all right? Just because people translate and there's errors don't mean that the book in and of itself is error, right? And so be led by the Holy Spirit about what versions to read, what versions to what versions to engage in, right? And and, and, and that's what's beautiful about uh, uh uh the Word of God is that we were give we were given the Word and we also were giving the author of the Word, the Holy Spirit, right? And so with that, if we engage Him, we'll be right in the right translation that we need, and we'll be growing in the process that He has initiated us to be in. Hope to help. Next question is: Brian says, "Is sanctification a process? It is. It is. Um, Christ has made been made our sanctification, uh, and." Because he's the one that initiated. Um, sanctification means uh, let's let's do the three parts. Justification means I have been justified by God to be His Son. I am justified. I have been fully adopted. I am His child. All right. Nothing can separate me from that. I am sealed by Him. Because why would the omniscient God pursue anyone that He knows would not accept Him? God is God is allowing through His Spirit, conveying the world to reach those He has already foreknew that through their free will will accept him, right? And so when I was justified and adopted as a son and daughter, now with my cooperation and with the leadership of the Holy Spirit, now I go deep into sanctification process. The imputed righteousness of Jesus that was placed on me should provoke a level of righteous living, right? So the imputed righteousness of Jesus has made me righteous before God. I am no longer in threat of the penalty of hell. My level of cooperation with the Holy Spirit allows me to now live righteously, empowered by him, unable in my own effort to do so. My understanding of the sanctification process and the trust of the Holy Spirit working through me allows me to welcome the gift of repentance. That means the changing of my mind in areas where I was, where I was blinded, darkened, and confused. That requires allowance. The Holy Spirit is not going to break doors down and be like, gang, let me gain access. You know, it's based upon his uh, providential ability, his guidance that unlocks us, unlocks different compartments of our lives through certain experiences that allows us to become awakened to where, why should we repent from this way of thinking, way of speaking, way of living, way of engaging. And then we welcome the help of the Holy Spirit to help us live more righteously in that area, right? So sanctification is a process in a believer's life that's lifelong. No, that's why no one as a believer can, can ever say that they've made it. So sanctification is the cleaning up of areas to make these areas that was once unrighteous to match the way Christ would live in that area by the help of the Holy Spirit so that we can become a greater light, greater salt, <clears throat> greater beacons of hope for those who are hopeless. So sanctification is a process. Good question, man. Laura Glow says, my best friend has recently had her first baby named Clarity. She has asked me to be a godmother 
over the moon and feel so and and I feel so honored. Any recognition tips? Many things. Well, um, be be in all relationships, be led because it's a big. This is a big responsibility. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, and and I don't want clarity um to suffer or you to suffer if this is not an assignment the holy spirit wants you um to be in um so uh and that's fine that's nothing wrong with just saying hey i'll be there but i want to make sure that we all in this day and hour are saying you know i'm going to be more led by the spirit of god on the assignments and the people that i connect myself to to ensure that i'm able to be a great service to them and if you already have that Think about do if you already feel led by the Holy Spirit, then, then enjoy the process of being in Clarity's life. Um, pray over her daily. Pray over the mother. Pray over the father. Pray uh, and just be in that child's life. And and the best way is to be spirit led. Just go with the flow. And if the Holy Spirit, you, you just be a great godmother. That's all I can say. I'm not trying to get deep with it. So that's my recommendations. But ultimately, as a coach, I would just say make sure this is the assignment the Holy Spirit wants you to do. Uh, um, because he knows the future and he knows your capabilities and your capacity and he knows what's best for clarity. And if you are what's best for clarity as a God mom, then enjoy it and, 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 and be that great support. Stephanie Marie says, recently lost my grandmother. My mom is still harboring past thoughts and feelings about grandma, her mother, any advice on how to help her. Um, the Bible says, weep with those that weep and rejoice with those that rejoice. Um, the Bible says, uh, uh, speak what fits the occasion um, which, uh, which, uh, would give grace to the hearer. Um, um, just be gentle with her because that is her mom. Um, put on her shoes, put on the shoes of empathy, uh, and, and just see, um, how you can engage with her, but weep with those that weep. What I mean by that, sometimes weeping with people, just basically just sitting there and listening to them, um, being long suffering with them. They don't mean you be abused by them. I'm not, I'm not sitting there saying that you just allow them to abuse you. But if you know that she's going through a tough season, allow that empathy to set in. Put yourself in your shoes. How would you want someone to treat you if you've lost your mother, right? And um, and don't try to give her 50 scriptures unless she asks. Don't try to give her any type of Christianese. Don't try to give her anything but love, kindness, support, and understanding. And that right there will help the grieving process better than just saying, get over it and whatever. And unfortunately... Not unfortunately, let me erase that. Fortunately, as children, we get the opportunity to serve our parents how they served us, especially when we have good parents, right? And so when, when your mom lose, loses her mom, that's tough. And now you got to say, you know what? It's time to be in my mom's life. Uh, and like she possibly potentially sacrificed to be in your life to raise you. And what you do is you say, you know what? I'm going to check up on her. I'm going to love on her. I'm going to get her out the house. Maybe I'll take her, uh, develop a strategic plan on how you can help with her uh, as far as um, mama and daughter dates and uh, just getting her out of the house, getting her mind off of things. And and maybe say in the, within the next year, this is my commitment to my mom for the grieving part. And then the Holy Spirit says, add three months, add six months to that. But you be in her life. Um, as a ministry tool to help her during this process, because what you don't want to happen is the enemy, due to our busyness, due to our uh, uh, distract being distracted, creep in and causes heaviness on her, uh, and, and, and causes her to lose out on years that she could have lived if we as if you as a child was there to support. If that makes sense, hope that. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Welcome to Mayor. No problem. Lilo27 says, I am dating. Is there any chance to uh, reset physical boundaries of you 
uh, uh, of you have gone past. Okay, feeling some type of way. Well, um, mistakes happen. Mistakes happen. There is a way to create those physical boundaries, right? And if you're dating someone that doesn't respect the boundaries, even if they were not initiated in the beginning, then that issue, then that individual has an improper connection with you, right? They only care about your body more than they care about you being a bond servant to Jesus and you being bound uh, um, to the things of God, right? So don't, first of all, you got to forgive yourself. Don't beat yourself up about that. We all made mistakes. We all been there. So don't beat yourself up because you crossed the line that you wish you never crossed. There's grace and mercy there. Now you learn from it. You earn from it, right? But don't burn from it, right? So what you do is, okay, you talk to the individual, say, hey, um, we've crossed some lines and, 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 and this is just, that doesn't feel right. And, and I want to honor God. And, and let's do this thing the right way. If the individual comes and says, well, they may agree in the beginning, but their actions are going to speak louder than their committed words, right? Because words, committed words mean nothing if there's no committed actions, right? So first off, you see how they respond, right? And, and then you got to also be committed to those boundaries. So now what I would do is I would have a conversation with the individual and say, here are the lines that we've crossed. Here are the boundaries that we have to make. Let's discuss what is the uh, the the most reasonable way to uh, meet these boundaries so that we can be courted and guided by God in the right direction. The first thing you should be doing is asking God, is this the one you sent to me to be with me? Now, there's been a lot of people who's been uh, sent, uh, was sent by God, was meant to be, was uh, supposed to be a husband, wife, or, or is your husband, wife, and y'all make mistakes because y'all human, but you're learning your relationship on when to establish boundaries, when to do those kind of things. A good book that I just that I wrote maybe two or three years ago is called Dating Prep. This is a great book or resource that you can get the book for you, get the book for the individual. And it's a ton of questions in there. I think I got the book in here somewhere. Hold on. It's a ton of questions in there. And I got my card. My cards are in my school. But it's a ton of questions. I got the book here, Dating Prep. So there's a lot of questions, questions for your answer and his answer or her answer, right? And what you do is, I got a part on uh, on purity, and you really ask these questions and, and talk and discuss the boundaries and stuff like that. And so that'd be a good book for y'all to kind of process together. And as well as go to my website, get, go here, imunplugged.com. And there you can also get the dating prep card game that goes with that. And it asks real deep questions that will really help you say, hey, are we even meant for each other? And so I think that will kind of help you, but forgive yourself, have a conversation, create those new boundaries, uh, keep your eyes open, keep your eyes open to see how they respond to it. And if they start acting funny because you're bound, do not allow the soul tie that may have been created initially cause you to be blind and subject yourself back to the very subject you or lead you beyond the boundaries that you've already established. Right. And so also, if you need a book on that, I created a book also on soul ties and strongholds. Let me make sure I get that graphic up for those who just joined the live. Now, uh, The Purpose of Freedom, How to Untie Soul Ties, Uproot Strongholds, that book's available as well on my website, on my website as well. Uh, I got time for maybe two or three more questions. I'm done. Vanita says, I have been reading all these Christians. I have been reading all these Christians condemn Pride Month with certain scripture. My church is non-nominational, but grateful believers. And I love my church. And I know I've been led by God there. Can you give me your thoughts on Pride Month? Well, um, before a fall is pride. And, and think about why there's a rainbow. 
um, the rainbow was a marker by God saying that I will never punish the world through water again. And why did he punish <clears throat> the world? Because he says, as in the days of Noah, so shall the end be. There was a lot of sexual perversion running rampant. And so the using of the rainbow is almost a mockery towards God to say, we're going to be like Noah's day, but guess, nah, 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 you can't, you can't uh, uh, destroy us by water, right? And so that's the gatekeepers, right? The gatekeepers are individuals in all lifestyle choices and all lifestyle forms who are demonic possessed, who are trying to push an agenda. When it comes to the individuals who are just trapped in those cycles, right? People are trapped in those lifestyles. We continue to show love. Now, <clears throat> the issue is the people in the world, the, not the world, but there's people in the church who, who fall into the, the first prodigal son, the second prodigal son syndrome. The second prodigal son syndrome is they've been in the house the whole time and they hate the fact that God would even try to reach or save individuals who have left them into other lifestyle choices. <clears throat> so those individuals go have another set of pride. So when you have Pride Month, don't think that it's just pride coming from homosexuals. There's pride coming from um, Christians as well. There's pride. There's pride all in the midst that, that I want to be able to make myself feel great <clears throat> and feel better because I am a holier believer than those individuals, right? And that's why when it comes to homosexuals, I love them. I show the love of God towards them. I, I don't I don't I don't press in and invade somebody's life without a relationship. Why am I going to reach someone that I don't have a relationship with? <clears throat> Why am I going to reach someone that I don't have no ability or no uh, reference, no ability to actually reach them? And so when believers try to cross the aisle on Twitter or try to cross the aisle on Facebook or try to cross the aisle to say, hey, that lifestyle choice you have is a sin. You have no relationship with them. You have no reference with them. They don't they're not going to listen to you. Right. Uh, the way Jesus did ministry he was do love. You know what I'm saying? And so. What I would tell with people is there's two forms of people in pride. Don't get caught up in those who have pride-filled agendas on both sides, whether it's the uh, uh, lifestyle decisions or people who think they're holding it out. Focus on just growing in things of God and loving people and understanding people. That Loving people doesn't mean you condone their sin. Loving people says, I love you. God is the only one that can, can really free someone from sin. The rest of us is just to be there to show the love of God to them. And if we do have a reference point, and if we do have a relationship with someone, wait for the perfect time that the Holy Spirit releases you to miss the individual, right? And so uh, my church is not a nomination, but grateful believers, and I love my church, and I know I've been led. Now, don't get it twisted. The issue is people love to hamper on sins that they think is uh, abominations, which there are some, right? Don't get me wrong. Don't get me twisted. There are some abominations, right? But people, the more aware you are of the forgiveness that's been placed on you, the more empathy you have for individuals. Now, the gatekeepers, there's gatekeepers on in every perverted lifestyles. Those individuals, I don't, you don't got time to debate. Why are we debating people who are uh, who has agendas? I want to make sure that I'm available for those who need the love of God to be shown through. That's my advice to you. Hope to help. Jojo Davis says, what up, Josh? How do I become confident in the visions I've been having when I think of my calling and my gift? Um, uh, confidence in Christ um, leads to confidence in self. And we're not talking about confidence in self as, as far as yourself, but confidence in the fact that you can do those things through Christ who strengthens you, right? So how to build confidence is that you were called for such a time as this to do this particular thing, right? 
So you become confident by understanding that 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 God gave you that gift. And it doesn't matter whether it's the um, what various levels the gifting is on. You flow in that gift. Right. Let me speak of me. Uh, I, I get nervous every time I speak. Uh, before I cut this live on, I get a little nervous. Before I stand in front of us, get a little nervous. Um, I didn't. I wasn't a good. I didn't wasn't a. I didn't make good grades in English when I was in school. Right. Um, uh, I stuttered a lot when I was a kid. Um, there's there's there was uh, um, insecurities about my forehead, the way my head looked, the way I talked, uh, uh, and all that kind of stuff. But the older I got, the more I began to realize that all I got is my gift. All I have for, for I won't say all I have for livelihood, but all I have for, for life is, is to give my gift for God's glory, right? And when I begin to realize that all I have to do is serve an audience of one, and when an, when audiences gather to see what I'm doing for God, then people will actually benefit from it, right? So when you think about your calling a gift, first think about the one that gave it to you. Forget about the other people that's got all these great gifts, quote unquote. Forget about all those people who got all, all the success with their gift. Because you'll know how they got it, right? Uh, all gifts and calls are given without repentance. So God, God's everyone that's ever created has a gift, but not everybody's giving God glory from it. So focus on getting knowing God, understanding uh, um, the purpose of your gift, uh, uh, master your gift, and make sure the master gets glory from your gift. If you focus on that, your confidence will stay there because you know who gifted you, who you're doing it for, and that he calls you to do it. That's my uh, uh, advice on that. Uh, Jesus is the Lord of glory says, I feel inadequate for the career path that I'm on. I just graduated college. I've been praying, but I don't know what the next steps for me should be. And if I, it's a great question, fam, um, the job I have, uh, the jobs I've had, I wasn't qualified for in paper that I was qualified for in life. Right. Um, uh, the one thing about God is he loves using people that no one else can get the glory for. That's why the world says, get this, get that, know this person, know that person. And then you get to this pinnacle of place. And because these people put you there, you start glorifying your peep, the people, you start glorifying your degrees, you start glorifying your connection. They get the glory for why you are where you are, right? But when it comes to life, for those who are in ministry, when you begin to realize that God don't like, don't, let me, don't, God doesn't look for qualified people. He looks for people that are available to be qualified. Because uh, uh, David wasn't qualified. A lot of people wasn't qualified throughout the word of God. A lot of people, even Jesus, quote, quote unquote, wasn't qualified in the, in the, uh, uh, the church norms of that day. Um, this man who's unlearned. You see what I'm saying? People always have something to say about, about where he got his teaching and training from because people want to control your gift. They set up these parameters to control your gift so that your gift won't go out and get and give God the glory he deserves and then branch out and inspire other people to give God glory through their gifts, right? So don't, don't worry about if you're inadequate. Don't worry about if you don't have what you need. Just know that you have God. That's what I've learned. I don't have a degree to my name. I don't have nothing. All I have is I know I love God and I've mastered my gifting and I want him to get the glory and then he'll guide me into the place that he wants me to be in. And then I'll be looking at certain tables I'm at. I look around at certain people that come around me, certain people that message me, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, wow, look at that. Simple as that. So don't worry about you feel inadequate. The fear uh, is, the, is the beginning of torment. Fear has torment. Know that God called you. And the best way to build, to build confidence, number one, is to say, God called me to this. Number two, mastering your craft. When you master your craft, you're confident. So 
Yes, I may get a little bit nervous, but I know I'm good at this. I'm good at this. Like I've practiced this. I've been doing this for 13 years. So I do it because I know that I've mastered my craft. I've worked on this. I've 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 done hundreds of videos doing Q&A. So when it comes to questions, people are like, how can you answer a question like that? Because I engaged. I didn't allow fear to keep me from jumping into this thing, right? And so don't worry about it. Don't worry about what you don't have or what you do have. Just just know that and trust the one you who who has you. And you good, fam. Hope that motivates you. I'm going to go ahead and go, fam. I love y'all. I just want to do 40 minutes or so live q and I plan on doing more of these. Um, but if you want more uh, engage with me, make sure you check out my Patreon. I'm going to post that now. Uh, for doers only, make sure you go right now to, um, what you call it? Patreon.com. Type in Joshua Ezzy. And thank you for your super chat. Appreciate y'all support. And those who be giving, who's give, man, I really appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. I don't care how you give. I don't care if you give through um, liking, sharing, commenting, uh, donating. I love y'all support. I really appreciate y'all support. Or I love y'all and I thank you all for your support. Um, thank y'all. Y'all have been a tremendous help uh, for me and, and my wife and the things that we want to do for God's glory. So appreciate that. Um, check out the Patreon link. Links to give, support, all that good stuff's in on my website, IamUnplugged.com. Books, card games, resources, tools, all those things are there now. Um, I'll see y'all next week. I hope y'all uh, um, enjoy the weekend. I'll probably do a live tomorrow. May, I'll probably do a live a lot more now that I'm out of school. Um, but if you want life coaching, man, go to my website or go to Patreon. Sign up there. Let me know your budget and we'll engage there. But y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all soon. And peace. Hey, I will come right back. I just saw this comment here. I want to pray for my brother here. Let me see if who else gave a super chat. I don't know if you had questions too, but my I just read you, brother, Daily Crucifixion. He said, I don't have a question, just a prayer request. The spiritual attacks have been heavy, especially at night. Could y'all pray for me, please? I'll pray for you right now, my brother. First off, let me give you some wisdom. Uh, first off, um, if you're going through a lot of spiritual attack, you got to also you got to ask yourself, what are your spiritual connections? What are you spiritually connected to? Uh, what do you listen to? What do you watch? What is gaining interest into your home? Um, also, make sure that you get some olive oil and pray over it. Don't matter what oil. I don't know if it really matters what oil, but olive oil is usually what they say. And, and pray over your home. Um, what, what I do is I anoint every doorpost. I anoint my front door, my back door, the windows. I anoint my wife. I anoint myself. I command every demonic spirit in my house to leave. I command every demonic spirit that followed me to my house to leave. I loose and, and renounce your connection to me in any kind of way. Heavenly Father, through your spirit, show me anything that has caused me to be connected to any type of demonic spirit. Holy Spirit, start was then start bringing to your remembrance things that you may have engaged in, people you may be associated with, things you have been entertained by. And then the Holy Spirit is going to tell you to get rid of those things, renounce those things, let those things go so that you can have a clear uh, 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 a, a clear disconnection from those individuals or things so that you can walk in the authority and freedom that you have, right? And so um, I got a book on spiritual warfare. I don't think I have a graphic though. Um, I got this uh, right here. It's the red book up top, World War Me. 
There's a book on spiritual warfare and the whole armor of God. A great book there that will help you with that. But I'm going to pray for you now. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your supernatural governance in this realm. I thank you for the peace that you would give this brother that surpasses all his understanding. Let him know that he is a protected son of God. Holy Spirit, I thank you so much that you already infiltrating his room, even if he's not on this video right now, that you will lead him to the end of this video so that he can receive and connect to my faith, that my faith will stir his faith and that you in his life will keep his faith stirred, knowing that he is protected and kept by you. With that being said, every demonic spirit is under the sound of my voice in this brother's life or anyone else's life that's watching this video. I command you through the authority of Jesus Christ to loose him now in Jesus name. I counsel every plot and scheme against my brother and brothers and sisters watching. I command you, you know who I represent. You know me by name. You know my status. You know my platform. And you know that I operate in the authority that Christ gave me in this realm. So I command to loose him now in Jesus' name. I also counsel all retaliation that may be coming against me for sending the gap in his brother. I counsel uh, every plot and scheme set against me for sending the gap for this brother and my sisters now. I pray, Father God, turning my attention back to you, that you will prove to him that this authority is real and that he will be, he will have sweet sleep, sweet sleep because you give your beloved sweet sleep. I thank you, Father God, for this being a monumentous moment for him to understand that you are real and that you are powerful. And at the same power that I'm executing in, he can execute in as well. So, Father, we thank you that your peace will come into his room and help him now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love y'all. Brother, I had to make sure I come and, and, and hit you with that, bro. Y'all be best blessed. I'll see y'all next time. Um, peace this time. Y'all be blessed.